Hi guys and welcome to the Angry Microwave podcast. I'm Bradley Evans and with me this week we have the editor of theangrymicrowave.com, Callum Moran. Hello, hello everyone. And breaking his podcast cherry, we have Ashley. Hi. I forgot your surname. Edwards. <laughs> Ashley Edwards, very nice for three years. So unprofessional. Eh? So unprofessional. So Callum, what do we have this week? Um, so first of all we're going to talk about DC trailers because Comic-Con happened, Marvel weren't there so DC had a chance to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, try to make some headlines. And I think they certainly did, didn't they? I mean, talk about making the most of your opportunity. But I think they, they stole it. Or did they? I mean, the Deadpool, um, you know. In fact, what, what have you guys seen from the uh, from the Comic-Con uh, this year? Like, have you seen any of the leaked footage or anything like that? Have you watched any of the pan- uh, panels? Actually, um, well, I watched the leaked um, trailer for Suicide Squad and... I also watched the official one that got announced. Um, it's the same thing, yeah. Yeah, and I and I watched the uh, Dawn of Justice trailer as well. Haven't I heard about Deadpool? Um, but I don't actually know a great deal about that. So. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, well, we'll we'll talk about the DC uh, the DC um, panels then. Which one of the two uh, the two trailers uh, do you think we should talk about first? Well, which one stood out for you? Which one should you prefer? Um, for me, it was Batman vs Superman, as everyone's hailing it. It's one of the best trailers ever. Like, after Man of Steel, which wasn't the best of films, because it, it basically, the colour of that film is basically how bland it was. <laughs> there, there was, like, no colour in it, like, no, like, character. But coming to this trailer, it kind of makes it seem like a two-hour prequel that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the trailer gives that film so much context already about mm-hmm. why it happened, because at, cause at the time, everyone was a bit like... But this is a bit iffy, but that film is going to seem better because of his trailer already. Like I know if I go and watch like Man of Steel, I'll enjoy that film like a lot more. Like, yeah. do you kind of think the same? Or yeah, yeah, I, I think um, the fact that you're um, you, you're seeing Bruce Wayne and you can feel that he's in this world, and I, like I think you're right. I think Batman vs Superman, what it's going to do is make the first film feel like it's part of something bigger, therefore making that film a better experience when people go back to watch it. I mean, I love Man of Steel um, anyway, but I, I truly think this is, even though they're not calling it a sequel, because it's not, it's not a Superman sequel, it, it definitely is um, <laughs> like a sequel to, um, to Man of Steel. Um, but for me, it, there was, there was a, lot of, a lot of pressure on DC to get this right, because if they don't get Batman versus Superman right, then the whole universe collapses. Um, like it's, this is the one they need to get because if this fails, it, like going off what you said, Callum, about the the Man of Steel not necessarily hitting for everyone. If Batman versus Superman is garbage, if it's rubbish and no one likes it, then they're literally uh, they've got nowhere to go. They've lost a lot of people. And, yeah, and no one's no one's gonna no one's gonna watch a, an Aquaman film. No one's gonna watch a Green Lantern film going forward. Uh, therefore, everything they've got coming. It's it collapses, isn't it? It's, it's what happened to um, to the Amazing Spider-Man two, in that because the second one was such a catastrophe that they they couldn't plan on they couldn't plan going forward. There's no option for them to do so. Um, but I'm I'm very excited. I absolutely love what uh, what this trailer suggests we're getting ourselves into. Yeah, um, well, um, like as a trailer as a whole, it's done what everyone wanted. Everyone's talking about it. There's so many theories coming off tiny things. Exactly. Like you see the Joker suit, and 
no, um, Robin suit, I mean, which which is graffitied over. I and mean, yeah. there's already so many theories, like, like there's theories that Jason Todd is going to be the Joker and stuff yeah. like that, because yeah. that because like that whole dynamic would be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Because like, imagine Batman fighting his the person he grew up who was the Joker. I mean, yeah. like that tension would be something new that we haven't yeah. seen in a Batman film. But like as a trader, it's bringing questions like that that we did like none of us had before. Yeah. So it seems to get people talking about it, which is what it would have done. And I tell you what also made Batman versus Superman even more you know, high up there on the anticipation level for me is when the Suicide Squad trailer was released. Mm, um, and definitely. you see that this universe they're creating is is one universe. It's coming together. And all of a sudden DC have gone from, you know, oh, well, DC are coppering Marvel. Everyone needs a, a cinematic universe these days to them coming out and they look like they've got a plan that's theirs. It is not a carbon copy of what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. Uh, but the Suicide Squad trailer, for me, for me, I, I think I actually enjoyed that a little bit more than the Batman vs. Superman trailer. Really? Yes, because, and I, I think it's because... I hugely disagree, and I'll explain why after you've said your point. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll make my point, and then you can both shut me down. Um, <laughs> because, one, it, it's... it's oh, how, how can I put it? It's Suicide Squad, for me, I think they've got more room to to almost be forgiven if they don't hit home because it's a suicide squad you know it's almost like what um, Guardians of the Galaxy was for Marvel it's it's kind of this is their universe and and this is this project and if this doesn't go right it doesn't really affect the overall picture because Batman and Superman are at the forefront of this whereas suicide squad they're all side characters really um, but Harley Quinn they've got spot on I can tell you that like Already, like that, she Margot Robbie, like she, she is Harley Quinn, and that makes me very happy because she does look fantastic in the like, trailer. Like it's, oh, in every way, mate, every way. Like, <laughs> that's the first it, film it, version of her, isn't she? Yeah, like, like, so she's that, imp- and she's that important. Like, she's she, you can't get that wrong. For me, I think she's more vital to get right than a Wonder Woman. Right, but I think for me, that's that's how important uh, she is. Uh, and then obviously everyone's talking for better or worse about Gerard Leto as the Joker. It's clear that he's not going to be like anything we've seen before, for better or worse. Uh, Will Smith to me is Will Smith. Um, <laughs> I think it's a suicide squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but the Killer Croc, I, I, I think, does look good. Uh, and I think the overall tone is it's what uh, uh, like a, a gothic um, Arkham should be. Uh, a film centered around characters from Arkham, and I just think they've they've hit the tone absolutely spot on with that trailer. I'm I'm very excited for it. Ashley, shoot me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're comparing both trailers, I just I have to strongly disagree. Like based on a trailer itself, I mean, I feel as though the Suicide Squad trailer kind of told us everything we already knew, and there was a lot of repeating of what the Suicide Squad actually was. And not a great deal of showing what they're going to do. I mean, gone. But I, I think the Suicide Squad was a teaser, and Batman vs. Man is the first film that's coming out, so that's a trailer. And the Suicide Squad is, is the teaser for that film. That kind of makes sense. Because we've got. It was a pretty long teaser, though, wasn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't just like a here. I think but, we need to remember that that trailer was never meant to be yeah. released. Um, that trailer was um, 
originally intended for uh, Comic Con. Because mm, yeah, I suppose there, yeah. like they, they always release like the juicy stuff for those people who wait six years in line at Comic Con <laughs> mm. to get in for a, like a, a twenty-minute panel. Um, but uh, uh, so that was never really intended for us. But I'm, I'm glad we got to see it. The, the thing that bothers me is that we've still got twelve months until these films come out. Um, oh. So I, I really hope they don't overload us with any more because I'm I'm going to see Batman vs Superman opening day. I'm going to see Suicide Squad opening day, and for me, I think that's how you can you can tell that DC really have done a great job at Comic Con this year because I'm there. I'm going to see these films on opening night, um, and I'm very excited. Well, one of the interesting things was how they handled the leak trailer. Did you see the giant paragraph of text that came with? We, yeah. We've unfortunately yeah. got to do that, and yet when Marvel's Avengers trailer leaks, all they said was Hail Hydra, and then one of the others goes, we're very unfortunate that this trailer like, leaked and stuff. I didn't really like how Warner Brothers handled it. Yeah, the, it was the executive, wasn't it, um, who's kind of you're kind of like in control of, of all that stuff, and she she was pissed. Like, she was like, how dare people leak our stuff. How dare, like, 6,000 people who are in that room, how dare they take their phones out, you know? Like, it, it, really sends, it really sends, like, a tone to, like, the fan community, like us, when yeah. they come out with that and then Marvel come out with, like, a cheeky thing. It yeah. just seems like they don't fully understand their fan base yet, but they're going to learn, which I can't think they're doing. Like, they're learning as they go along with this whole process. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree, but it, we don't know what they have planned. Um, like we don't know if the the trailer they did have planned for us would be almost if it was completely different to this trailer, then they now might not be able to release the the trailer they have planned for us because it, they might be showing too much. Or we, mm. we, we, we don't know. We we don't know. Um, all I know is that it's a year away, and it's it's it, a year's too long for me to wait. Oh, also, right. Batman vs Superman was meant to be released two uh, two days ago. Right. I saw that every day. That's how long wait. It was meant to be released two days ago, but we still well, like and Star Wars and, and Star Wars meant to be released in May. So yeah. theoretically, we should have had Star Wars and that by now. Yeah. Well, I just want to say that I don't like. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm really excited for Suicide Squad, and I think it's great. I just don't feel like I necessarily learned a great deal, or like looked at that trailer and thought, this looks really cool, I'm really excited for this. It was kind of what I expected. Whereas Dawn of Justice, I mean, maybe you two have a different opinion on this, but I think the pacing of the trailer itself was fantastic. It had the build-up, like it had the, the context at the beginning, and it just built and built and built to, a, to like a massive crescendo of basically Superman ripping open Batman's car yeah. And Ben Affleck covered in this like armor, just like squaring off face to face. Like, I just feel as though that ended in such a better, like a, a better way. I, 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 I see what you're saying. And it got uh, me way more hyped, I'd say. But saying that, I am still extremely excited for both, both films. Yeah. And I think um, leaving the Joker right until the end of the Suicide Squad was mm. almost guaranteed. Like I was expecting that to happen. I, I love that the the really the only shot that we get of the Joker is a, a close-up, and it's in your face, and pretty much DC are saying, okay, well, Warner Brothers are saying, right, this is who you've got, mm. okay, take a look at him, because we're not showing away from this character, we're not going to hide him, because obviously... We've, we've, and they shouldn't, yeah. Of course they shouldn't, but obviously because it was, there was a backlash from the, the publicity photo that's released of him, that they're pretty much shoving it in the audience's face and saying, this is what you're getting, you've got a year to get used to that. Yeah, and I think that's 
Great. Um, I love that. Uh, but either way, like DC are definitely in a, a strong position going forward. Um, and I'm, I'm pleased. What we're touching yeah. on Comic-Con, we'll talk about the Star Wars trailer that came out, the behind-the-scenes bit. That was perfect for me. Like, we've had, like we've had one meaty trailer, one teaser trailer, mm-hmm. and we've got a behind-the-scenes, so rather than flooding it with, like, trailers that we see and see again, we did the perfect thing by going, like, left field and doing a behind-the-scenes video, and yeah. Simon, Simon Pegg is a creature. I mean, how great was it to see his face pop yeah. up all the way through? Yeah, um, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased you brought that up, because for me, that was... That was a completely different tone, like for what I was expecting to be released from Star Wars at Comic Con. Um, like, I'm, I'm glad we didn't get another trailer because we've had we've had two now. Uh, I, I don't want to be again. I don't want to be overloaded with with new material. Um, I'm quite, the, the, the tone of the behind the scenes featurette is almost made me cry. It gave like, me goosebumps as the music felt, started playing. Yeah, it felt like an event, and it, it felt like something special. And that's what Star Wars is. Uh, the, the release of a new Star Wars film is something special, and that's and that's what the uh, the feature gave us. Well, when we went to the Star Wars event in Leicester Square two months ago, which was hosted by Warwick Davis and stuff, and seeing that trailer and the panel for the first time, there were like grown men crying next to me when <laughs> when when they say like Chewie, we're home. It's yeah. a bit, every time they're doing so much fan service, it's like unbelievable to see, and they kind of understand now. Yeah. And this just reinforces how much they understand their fans mm-hmm. and what they need to do for this to be a big film. And I, I think you're talking about that. If I can just relate that back to um, the, the DC, what we were talking about a minute ago, and it's that what, what a lot of the old generation don't seem to understand about all these these you know superhero movies that are being released. To us, or well, to some of us, that's what Star Wars is for the older generation. Like it's an event for us to actually see these films, and for me to to see like a Harley Quinn on the screen, that's it. That's an event for me. Um, so for people to to kind of um, to kind of put that into into context when they say why are all these superhero films being released, I guarantee you, if they could release two Star Wars films a year, right? Well, they are in two years. Exactly, yeah. And no one's saying that's too much. No one's saying, oh, no, <laughs> you know, too much Star Wars is a bad thing. Only if it's a good enough quality, that's why I'd say. Yeah, oh, absolutely. quality for trying to, like, monetize it and speed it up and get... that. That's the only, that's the only like, possible yeah. downside to that. But... Well, clearly they care about quality because they acquired the rights three and a half years ago. If yeah. it was one of the other companies, there would have been a Star Wars <laughs> film within a year and a half of that bit of that like, decision being made. But yeah. while we're talking about Star Wars, Jurassic World brought the nostalgia factor for not a very good film and made massive numbers. Oh. Imagine the kind of numbers that Star Wars is going to make after Jurassic Star Wars, World. I, I, I will bet you a pint that um, <laughs> Both Star, Wars. Star Wars is sure. Star Wars <laughs> is going to be the biggest film of all time. By far. And I, I, I reckon the cinemas are going to be properly sold out for a week. Yeah, um, I, which I've never seen. I want to um, take my family to see it on the IMAX, and I know I'm not going to get that opening night. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait a couple of weeks. Um, is it in 3D? Um, no, it's not in 3D because they're right. wise. You know, I'd, it doesn't have to be in 3D. It's filmed right. in IMAX, though. Oh no, it's not filmed in IMAX. I think Rogue One's going to be the first film to be shot in full IMAX. Probably. Like, like Christopher Nolan filmed IMAX, but the whole film's going to be yeah. like that. Right, okay. Which is going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about Nolan a little bit, <laughs> well, a little how, bit later. How long was the last one? The last what? Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. It came out 10 years ago, oh. May the 25th, because I saw it for my 10th birthday, and I was 20 in May. Wow. So, 
Ten years ago, it's for last time. That, that, that's just it, isn't it? The amount of time that people, the fans have been waiting for this. It, ten years of Star Wars fandom just culminating but in its next I... films. Like, there's. Do you think that it can live up to how good it's going to be? That's that's the one thing that I would say is that. Well, they seem to be with the trailers. When when the Phantom Menace first came out. People were killing themselves and saying that was a good film. So I tell you what, the initial response to the Phantom Menace wasn't completely negative at all. Fanboys were seeing that over and over again because they were kidding themselves about how good the film was and how good Jar Jar Binks was. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Back to what we were saying as well about the DC stuff is that if they do get this wrong, you're going to have to wait another ten years before you can do something like that because the the Star Wars prequels affected Star Wars so bad that I don't think they could have made this film ten years ago. Mm, definitely. But I, I think it, it does affect the franchise that bad if you if you can screw up that badly. Mm. Um, so there's obviously like I was just saying there's a lot of pressure on DC and there's also a lot of pressure on this new Star Wars film because if this if this is bad, then I, I'm not sure where we go from here. I'm not the sure if production on Star Wars. Like they're filming um, the anthology film two weeks from now I think. Right. So, the the ball is is like moving so quickly that it'd be very hard and very damaging if this one does come out bad. Mm-hmm. But well, either I, way, either way, the the money they make from this film, all Star Wars has to be is okay, and it's going to break records. <laughs> mm. Yeah, or I mean, Phantom Menace back. <laughs> it doesn't even it doesn't even need to be okay. It can be crap and people will still see it. Like exactly, yeah. <laughs> but let's not say that because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I, I hope the guys who made Jurassic World are happy with their record because that's not going to be held for very long. Ooh, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, so moving on to a different topic because we we like to go on tangents like that, going down three different topics in one topic, but that's fine. So, um, top exception. <laughs> so we're going to talk about what we're playing at the moment. So I know me and Ashley are quite big gamers, and you're not that much of a gamer, Brad. I will stay around anyway. <laughs> so um, recently, I've been playing Arkham Knight, mm-hmm. I, and I finished it. That game is amazing. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Bradley, for you, you need to play it. It's, it's yeah. Like, no, there's, there's me. I'm wearing my na 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 Batman t-shirt on, and I'm talking about DC, but I haven't played Arkham Knight yet. So, it's like the storyline could have been a film, and there's probably going to be a super cut on YouTube soon of all the cutscenes, because yeah. it's amazing as of as a storyline, mm-hmm. it's worthy of a film. It's literally like a 12-hour Batman film. Well, because what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm I'm going back and I'm completing the others before I I complete this one. How far are you so far? Um, well, I'm, I'm doing that after I've gone through the Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> You're going to be there forever. <laughs> I know, I know. I've, I've heard nothing but great things about this game, and I'm very excited. So how, how does it compare to the previous uh, Arkham games? Well, Ash, you want to take this? Because we've both played it, I think, haven't we? No, I haven't played, Ar- I haven't played Arkham Knight. No, but I, really want to have played this. I know a lot about it, and I've played all the games leading up to it, apart from this one. So It's, it's the best game... Minus the Batmobile. See now, that's, I've heard about that. I can't explain it. If if you take the Batmobile away, it's fine. But it makes no sense. I'm Batman. Doesn't kill anyone. But I've got this giant car. And I run over people. And it stuns them. Or my rubber bullets that are coming out of this giant cannon that would literally send people flying. Like it just doesn't work, and it's really forced. But if you, it's not. It's not bad. It's just very repetitive. But if it, if you can kind of look over that. 
the game is a 10 out of 10. And the only reason why it's not getting 10 out of 10s is the Batmobile. Mm. So they've kind of like messed up there. But apart from that, there's so many twists and turns. There's so much backstory to the other two or two games plus Origins, but no one counts Arkham Origins because... Yeah, let's yeah, talk that, about that. Was that made by a different company? Yeah, yeah. So Rocksteady in the UK fun. made um, Asylum City and Arkham Knight, and it was some Montreal, I think, made Origins, right. yeah. which is which is why they're marked in the Arkham trilogy, excluding Origins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, yeah, because saying it completes the trilogy, I was like, it's definitely the fourth one, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All I'm so does this complete a trilogy? Does this feel like it's bookending? A franchise without spoilers. Yes, it definitely does, and the ending is perfect. Like, oh, Batman dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> the ending is great, apart from it gets a bit irritating when you get to the ending because you finish the main campaign, but yeah. to get the real ending, you have to go around doing all the side missions and everything. I heard about that. You have to you have to collect all the Riddler trophies to get the. Alternate ending, <laughs> which is why if you go on YouTube, just go on YouTube and watch it. There's no point. Yeah, if, like... if you go on YouTube, I, I think the video has only got a million views of the actual ending because people just cannot be bothered to do all the extra stuff. Right. But it, it really just like worked perfect as a game and the end of a trilogy. And it's going to be interesting to see what Rocksteady does next because they're adamant on like not doing another Batman. So money talks, my friend. Money talks. They will. <laughs> Well, we don't own the IP, so Warner Brothers will be making sequels and stuff, you know. But yeah. um, Rocksteady, I think, will maybe go into a Superman Justice League game. I mean, there's hints, kind of like in Man of Steel with like, the Lex Luthor stuff. There's all like hints like that in the Wayne Corporation, but basically the opposite yeah. way around. So it'll be mm. nice to see a Justice League game, but we'll see where we go. So what have you been playing, Ash? Um, so I've been playing a couple of things. I mean, because um, God of War 3 is coming out. Well, has just come out two days ago. Um, and I'm a God of War virgin. So I went on Amazon and spent £7 buying the first and second one for my PS2 because I didn't have a PS3. I had a 360. And I've been playing that. Surprisingly holds up very, very well. Like, I was going through the game and I was like, it was pretty much fine. Like, I, it was really ahead of its time. And I'm really excited to actually finally get to the remastered one on PS4. Um, as well as that, I've been playing Grim Fandango remastered. Now... Okay. Have you guys, any of you guys ever played that game before? No, but it's on my list of things to play. <laughs> Tim oh, Schafer. words to me now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Tim Schafer, the guy who made um, Psychonauts, Brutal Legend, he made the recent Broken Age game, um, two-part game. Yeah. Um, this is basically his, like, one of his best games. And I, I saw it on the store, picked it up for about £14 or something, and it is fantastic like the writing is brilliant the puzzles are fantastic it's hard like the puzzles in it are hard and i've not played something quite like it like the story you play again you play as this guy who's like this um mexican um, estate agent who basically <laughs> yeah, you're, you, but you're bad you're, you're selling skeleton. it to me <laughs> you're you're a skeleton mexican style estate agent who is trying to basically Ask dead people to take a travel package to the underworld. Sounds crazy, right? <laughs> the writing and the puzzles are just so good, and uh, I'm enjoying it so much. It's it's really it's a point and click, pretty much a point and click. Obviously, you got your sticks, so you don't really point and click, but um, adventure game. And there's like multifaceted puzzles where you'll pick up like four or five different items, and you won't have to use them until about about 
10, 15 minutes later in a completely different area, and you have to find the combination to do it. Now, I've been forcing myself to not look at any walkthroughs, and I've been stuck on some of the bits for, like, solid half an hour just staring at the screen, just like, I'm I'm going to beat this, I'm going to beat this. Now, about halfway through it at the moment, and this, there's, like, four different worlds, four different years, and each world is set in a different year, and the second year is set in the 1950s, and it is fantastic. There's casinos, there's, like, wise guys, it's, it's, fan- it's such a good game, and... It's a gem that you you have to play. Like I can't sell it anymore. I love I love puzzle games personally. So this this kind of thing, like the story, each character is voice acted superbly, and you've got like director's commentary that you can um you can click on, and it's really interesting to hear that. And with one click of a button, you can switch between the old graphics and the new remastered graphics. Oh wow, that's that's pretty neat. So yeah, I mean I can't really sell that game enough. I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not supposed to sell it on here, but <laughs> yeah. it's if. It's really quite nice to sit down and play something that doesn't re- require ninja reactions. Do you know what I mean? Like all this Twitch yeah. gaming has kind of—it's not really my cup of tea. Like Call of Duty is just—it's not—it's not for me anymore. Like this kind of stuff, and it, it's so—it holds up so well considering it was made like ten years ago. Does he wear a sombrero? Uh, no, he doesn't wear a sombrero. Right? So Max could not wear a but sombrero. I'm had, out. <laughs> no, he has, a, he has a scythe. So well. Okay. I think he's Mexican American. He's got an, he's he's like his name's Manny Calabera. So I'm guessing he's like half. But yeah, that's, that's a British name. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful British name. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic game, and yeah, that's basically I've been enjoying every minute of that. So yeah. Okay, great. And Bradley, what have you been playing? Candy Crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, what what I do is I, I what I do with games is what I do with TV series, and. I, I can only do one at a time, but I'll, I'll kind of power through them. Uh, so I'm playing the Assassin's Creed uh, games. I've just completed the first one. Um, the first one. It's, it's, it's embarrassing how much I remember and how quickly I embarrassed, uh, how quickly I embarrassed, how quickly I completed that because I remember so much. Um, but the great thing about, about games is that you can go back and it's like a nostalgia trip. Um, so I'm now halfway through the uh, Assassin's Creed 2, and I forgot just how much I loved that game, like, six years ago when it was released. Um, like, how just how much you can be in love uh, with the game. And the great the difference between games and movies for me is that <clears throat> I'm, I'm a film fan through and through. I'm not much of a gamer. But games, there's so many little things that you can pick up on that you didn't do beforehand. Um, and I've got a bit of OCD with gaming at the moment where I need to hit that 100% completion mark before I move on. Um, so like, there's always little side quests and that you can do, and how situations can change depending on on what you do throughout the story. That it's almost like a new experience, um, depending obviously depending on the game. Um, but uh, but no, so I'm playing Assassin's Creed at the moment. Before I move on to the uh, the Arkham games, you finished the first one, did you say? Yeah. You, fin- you actually finished it. I, I sorry, I couldn't finish the first one. Like the yeah. second one was where the series just kind of just exploded. I mean, yes, the first yeah. one. I yeah. thought it was quite monotonous. So the fact that you've done that, I have I have yeah. faith for you finishing them all. Well, before obviously before you you um, it's it's like into nine it's nine blocks, isn't it? It's like nine mm. leaders you need to kill. So it is it's very repetitive. Um, but before I I'll kill the leader, I would complete that sequence one hundred percent before I move on. Yeah, yeah. I was going around. I was finding all the flags, and this again I, I remember where most of them were. <laughs> wow. and stuff. And uh, we'll move on before I sound <laughs> really. <laughs> Bradley. Yeah. So I'm I'm playing Assassins at the moment. We well, got Black Flag to look forward to, which is one of the best games ever made. I, I, the only the only Assassin's Creed that I don't like is Assassin's Creed Three, and I'm dreading having to go back through that because that's the only game I haven't completed. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to get through that before I move on in the series. 
That's, good luck. That's funny because that's that's exactly where I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I got right up to before three, and I was like, I, I'm just I'm burnt out on this now. And then Black Flag came out, and I'm like, oh, I need to play the third one beforehand, but I don't know if I can muster up the strength to. Assassin's Creed Two is a great trilogy. Like just overall, even the cinematic trilogy, and the soundtrack's incredible. Like, mm. it's, it's the first um, it's the first soundtrack that I uh, I bought from a game. Oh wow! I enjoyed it that much. Must be good. Anyway, so we're moving on to our penultimate topic. So Christopher Nolan has reportedly, according to a cinematographer, I think he's in the next film, um, has got a screenplay done for his next film already, which is a very quick turnaround given that Insta that came out in November. And he notoriously takes time over his projects. Mm-hmm. But um, So we're going to talk about what we want from it. Because he's done this massive sci-fi, and he's done some smaller films. So, so what do you think he's going to do next? I Well, my worry is that he's not going to go smaller. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Because um, he, he hasn't done a small film, really, since... Uh, I thought Batman since Begins before. is quite small, but... Well, Prestige was um, in between Batman Begins. And oh, I don't realize it's in between. Yeah, um, but if, if, like, so I, I, if he goes to that level, in that it's, but and by small, I don't mean like budget-wise. I think you can have a, a small film that's that's big budget. Ant Man, for example. No spoilers. Um, but that's like I just mean like a like a compact like a, a nice drama, because um, he does that really well. Um, mm. But I, I don't think we're going to go smaller. Uh, I don't think we're going to go as big as Interstellar, um, but, but general-wise, I don't know. I don't know what I want to see from him. Um, sci-fi, he's done, um, but I, I wouldn't be as opposed to seeing another sci-fi from him because Inception and Interstellar are both solid films. Um, so I, I'm not too sure I'd, I'd be uh, if he says I'm doing another sci-fi. I'd be like, I'm not going to watch it. I refuse to watch it. See, the thing with budgets, Christopher Nolan, is that Inception was made as a favour to him for doing so well with The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. The studio literally said, you do your passion projects because you made us so much money. Mm. And Interstellar, even though it wasn't regarded as a great film, even though I thought it was a great film, like that made a proportionate amount of money, which was a hell of a lot of money. So I think the studios are going to be like, here's loads of money, keep making us films. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. do. Inception sequel would be nice, but it would damage the first film because it was perfect as a complete film. I I would mind um, a um, like a, a spin-off. Um, spin-off would work. If if it, if it, it won't have DiCaprio, I guarantee. If it was another Inception film, it wouldn't have DiCaprio anyway. Mm. Uh, if it was like a a, a film with um, with Tom Hardy and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's characters, uh, with those kind of leading it. Um, I think that would be a nice little spin-off, but make it completely separate to the DiCaprio uh, character. But with the with Inception, I don't think you can do the same again. Well, especially because the questions that are asked at the end of it, which literally yeah. makes it perfect as a complete thing. Exactly. So, so adding to that could damage it massively. Mm-hmm. But one thing I would like to see, even though Chris Nolan is one of the best directors ever, yeah. As you may tell, I like like me and Bradley think he's a genius. Oh, well, I, I agree. Like, he's <laughs> oh, and actually too. Yeah. One of the th- one of the things he's regarded as not doing that well with is like character building, like like per- uh, being personal with the characters. So there's yeah. always massive large scales, but you're never like super personal with the characters. There's mm. something small would be nice to see and maybe develop like and and show that side and prove he can do it on a smaller scale. Like I like build relationships, kind of like Boyhood. Like there's a video online where he talks to Richard Linklater at the Hollywood Roundtable about oh, that's time. Incredible! And stuff. That's an incredible discussion. Yeah, it's amazing. So seeing that those two on 
Like, if he could do something like Boyhood, like, with the characters and that, that would be amazing yeah. to see something that small scale, but so, like, yeah. on, a, on a big scale, too. Yeah, so, so if, if the story's condensed, I, I wouldn't mind. Um, like, with, I wouldn't mind anything he does, but I would, I would like to see a, a bit more of a grounded piece. But he's always said that he wants to do... Um, he wants to do a James Bond film. He's, he's always said that. Um, <laughs> well, the rights to James Bond are going this year, probably, mm-hmm. because they're going up for resale. So maybe one of us will buy the rights. And Warner Brothers are actually quite in with Nolan, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So, look, at, look, at, look at his little face, like, it's, I, I, it, it, it's all going. A Christopher Nolan Bond film, that'd be amazing. That would um, be pretty cool, yeah. I, I can't see him doing anything wacky and out there and unpredictable, like a Western or a horror. Um, like he's, he's very much... Uh, um, like an, an action kind of guy. Um, see, so, I, go on. See, I would like to see him um, do something a little bit more wacky, like um, like Memento and um, Inception. Yeah. Like yeah. both of those, like made me re- really racked my brain by the end of it. Like, fair enough, the Dark the Dark Knight films are fantastic, and I absolutely love them. But I didn't really feel like I was thinking a great deal, I was just processing it all, you know what I mean? I think yeah. his mind, I want to see what's in his mind, I want to see what else he has in there that he can just pry out and get us all thinking again, because he's done it twice, for me at least, and like, I'd much rather see that than something, as you said before, a smaller scale, maybe a little bit more focused on yeah. something that's a little bit more topical and not quite as a, a broad, big franchise, although I would definitely like to see a Bond film. Yeah, Bond I, film, no, the Bond film would be epic. But I think it would be yeah. great. Um, but it's, it's they've got uh, oh, it's going to be awkward I can't remember his name uh, who's doing the Bond films at the moment Sam Mendes uh, Sam Mendes thanks for saving yeah. me yeah um, it absolutely absolutely storming it well the thing um, is is that um, I, I don't know if you know about this it's reported last month by BBC is that MGM like, like the rights are for renewal every year and the guy that deals with all the rights for MGM has sold some rights to Warner Brothers recently which is why I was getting excited earlier so it seems that they're very in bed, and and although Sony has made them a hell of a lot of money through through it, it, it is very possible that Warner Brothers will get that, which is why it's such a huge possibility now. Yeah, and mm. uh, the thing is, though, um, I think if they sell the rights, um, it's going to look likely because isn't this Daniel Craig's last film that he's contracted to do, or yeah. the one after? Um, well, all the contracts I think end on yeah. this. So it would make sense if they're going to do it, just to kind of do it after this film. And you know they're going to have to start again anyway. Mm. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's not like that's new for James Bond. I mean, it's, it's, there's a couple of films that they've got. Um, Just a few. So, uh, so, so maybe it'll maybe it'll be good for for Nolan to maybe re-energize uh, under his vision. But you, no matter what the film is, you know it's going to come out in like 2018. Because if you take two years to work on something, um, it's by the time it starts production and post-production and stuff, it's probably going to be a summer 20, uh, 20, uh, 2018 film that we're looking at. Well, he's done a film every two years so far because he had the Dark Knight 2006. No. Well, wait, I'll work backwards. <laughs> so we so, so had Interstellar 2014, Dark Knight Rises 2012, Inception 2010. Uh, well, okay, so I'm going to have to go the other way. So uh, yeah, every two, I think it's been every two Batman years recently. Begins, Batman begins um, in 20, uh, 2005. Uh, yeah. Then you had uh, the Prestige in two thousand and six. Oh, that was great. Dark Knight two thousand and eight. Um, Inception two thousand and ten. Yeah, the men's Dark Knight Rises fourteen. Yeah. So 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 maybe like beginning of twenty seventeen is probably what it, it would be. Possibly, uh, but also it depends on release dates and things like that. 
but yeah, so it is going to be really interesting to see what he does next. And yes, uh, and I'm pretty sure whatever it is, it's going to make several hundreds of millions of dollars. And, it's, and it's, it's going to probably going to be an incredible film anyway. Because um, we we done a um, a review of Interstellar, uh, and I, I wasn't particularly in love with it. I mm-hmm. thought it was a good film. Um, I watched it again on Blu-ray. Now that I now that I knew the ending. Okay. Yep. And and it was better. Yeah. It was so it was so good. See? I I really wished I'd gone back to watch it a second time at the cinema because the experience that I got in the cinema was an incredible experience. We went to see it in IMAX, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an incredible experience. It was it, I just couldn't get my head around. I wasn't in love with the ending of the film. Mm. Once once you you come to terms with that, you stop worrying about science. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, no, that's we laugh, but as soon as you stop worrying about the science, um, you can just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, and and I, and I certainly agree with you for that because I I saw it in a cinema a week after and a week after again, and and every and every time I've seen it since, it just gets easier to. It sounds stupid, but like you said, it gets easier to watch, mm-hmm. and you enjoy it more, and you and you, and you pick up on tiny things that you didn't notice before, and yeah. all the, like ideologies that go behind it, and all that kind of stuff. But um, so we'll go on to our final topic. So we're going to recommend things to watch or play or do. <laughs> so, yeah. so who wants to go first? Who's ready to go? Ashley wants to go first. I want to go first. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got some things written down here. Um, oh, you've got a list. I had one film. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got one. I've got, I've got a lot of words on here at the moment. I'm just trying to decipher it. Um, yeah, I mean, me and Callum, have, Callum and I have both played um, Rocket League which um, for PS4 they came out and that was that's really good, fantastic. Um, it's a uh, kind of a four-on-four football but with cars, and <laughs> you can, <laughs> and your car can jump, do barrel rolls, um, boost, and you've basically just got to try and score. But it is probably the most fun I've had in the last couple of weeks. Like playing, you find some crazy ass games. <laughs> well, it's free. it's free on PlayStation Plus. It's free. That's oh, the it? thing. And you literally, all you've got to do is own a PlayStation Four, and you can just play that okay. game free. And like, so much fun. Like, it's, there's there's leagues, obviously Rocket League, and you can create your own team, customize your car and stuff. I mean, it's a, surprisingly a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I was I was waiting to play it, thinking, oh, this is going to be pretty crap. Like trying to hit a ball into a net with a car, just it's going to be awful. But really, really good. Like the team dynamic of it is really surprising. And the only other thing I would recommend was Grim Fandango, which I've already spoken about, <laughs> as, and I talked about how good that was. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it's pretty much my two. So go on, Rodney. Go on. Okay. Um. So for me, um, probably a bit of a, a, a cheat because it was an Oscar-nominated film, so that's an easy way out. Um. But Whiplash discovered that for the first time the other day. Uh, grab it on Blu-ray. But it's it's oh, it's an incredible incredible film and the ending the last scene of that film is probably one of my favourite endings um, in in the last maybe twelve even twenty four months uh, of any film it's just a, a perfect way to end that film um, and just just an incredible uh, an incredible watch. Mm. Okay, um, and mine is a, it's it's a Channel Four series and I think it's. It's in America, definitely, but I'm not sure what channel in America because it's one of those joint productions. It's Humans. Have any of you guys seen Humans? I've heard of it and seen briefly parts of it, but not watched it all the way through, no. 
it's so good. So basically, like these AI androids are then brought into everyone's home, like these robots, and and obviously there's way more to the story, but I won't spoil it. But it's 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 a ten part thing, and I think it's an episode four or five at the moment. It's very critically acclaimed, and it's just brilliant. Like in in the, the storyline, how everything looks, and there's some great actors in it too. So go and see that if you can, or or wait for about a month, and you can binge watch it, and it'll probably be on Netflix or other available sites. Like everything, <laughs> everything else is on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it for the podcast. So podcast number five, I think it was. Probably. <laughs> we're getting there. Um, and also, sorry, we've been away for a bit. Like, we've all been at university, moving places. So we're going to be back. It's going to come out every insert day here. <laughs> Probably every Tuesday from now on. So it'll be up there on SoundCloud, YouTube, um and that's it. So, where can they find you, Bradley? If they want people, uh, they can find me on the Twitter at <laughs> Bradley underscore J underscore Evans, gotcha. um, and at the angrymicrowave.com occasionally when I'm writing for that. <laughs> Ash, um, mine's a little bit more pretentious and a bit actually. <laughs> um, my Twitter handle is at Ash is the King. <laughs> All one thing. Um, and yeah, you can find me on the Angry Microwave as well because I occasionally write for them as well. So, um, and you can find me at C Morin C M W O R I N or on our Twitter at One Angry Microwave. And I could go on with like those social links for the site, but, <laughs> it, it, but if you go on the site, it's all on there. So until next time, bye bye. <laughs>